This is Brian Medor from East Carolina University. You are listening to the Sports Objective, the official, unofficial podcast of the Pirates. Welcome in to the Sports Objective right here on a Tuesday evening. We've got a very special show. Ladies and gentlemen, the ladies man, Kyle from the Grange Barber. How are you? <laughs> the ladies man, Leon Bell. Yeah. I got a bottle of Cavatier right here with your name on it, Dave Ritzman. How you doing? I have a bad influence tonight with our guest, a special guest, right, Bubba? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing well, guys. I appreciate you asking, Dave. But no, uh, very excited to have this guy back on the show from ECU Video and Director of Video Production, Brian Medor. Uh, Medor, how are you? I'm doing great, man. You know that uh, that official unofficial thing that I did. I got I had somebody. I'm not gonna say who it was. They were like, "How could you say something like that?" I was like, "I don't know. It was funny." So I just yeah. said it. I was like, in "My word, in my view, they are. They keep it real." I can't tell you that. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I told you, but I'm, I might withhold information. I mean, we, we've heard, we've heard other people comment on the unofficial. Well, then it's official. probably it's probably somebody you've already heard from. Then, so I'm not gonna. I, I can't do that. I gotta you be. True t- you to talk to that guy. <laughs> he talked to me. I don't really care for him, so that's why I don't want to say his name. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. So how are you, man? The great to have you back. Hey man, doing much better after a win. We needed that, you know. It was a heck of a win too. I know we're going to talk and dive a lot into that, and you know, and talk about all the people who are eating on their uh, chowing down on their crow all week, which has been really nice to see here. Oh, yeah. and, you know, but you know, pirate fans are pirate fans, and we are what we are, and we are passionate and on both sides of the fence. No doubt, that's one thing that uh, that I'm hoping for is that we have. Let me say this: it was very special. For me is that you deal with coach houston all the time and when i say that i don't mean that negative i mean that in a good way but i remember uh, you remember when the in the press conference out the south carolina game if you don't think these coaches care uh look at coach houston after the south carolina game he got emotional sure um, something you don't see from the coach um but i remember when his dad passed away at the press conference he was emotional um not Two years ago yeah yeah not yeah. not saying that it's the same thing I'm just saying he is emotional, um, but it's, you know, special moments. But that showed to me how much he cares about Holton. And for all the people that hate on Holton, including guests of this show, not you, um, <laughs> that made comments on Facebook, I'll leave that alone. Um, but I'll just say this. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I will say about it is the guy could go anywhere. And it's not because he's a Greenville native. It's not because his dad, who I like a lot. Morgan Ayler, so I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Morgan. I'm not. I'm not hating on Holden. Um, the kid could have gone anywhere. Uh, Nick Saban, uh, he's won. A, I think he's won a couple championships. He's done pretty well. Yeah, yeah. He reached out to even Holden. I mean, so if uh, Nick Saban, that has like the pressure, you want to talk about a pressure cooker, Pirate Nation? How about the guy in Alabama at Tuscaloosa? So my my thing is, guys, that I was happy to see the win because that kid is great. And we have to just do more to get him. We have a lot. The one thing that's frustrating for me, as I've said all along, is we've got a lot of playmakers. Let's let them make plays. Let them make plays if they have to. You know, guys, when we were growing up in the elementary school, when you draw plays in, in the sand, 
you know, like, you know, let's, let's, I mean, I know it's not that simple, but we, sometimes we can make on offense and defense, we can make things a lot harder than they have to be. Yeah. I'll, I'll touch on the, your first part of that first, because we could dive into the offensive stuff all night, but um, you know, you know, when he made the comment after the game, all the hate, you know, he's hoping that, you know, all the haters would shut up, shut the hell up is what, what coach Houston said. You know, he was, he was emotional and you can see it on his face and you can have the debate all day long, whether or not he should have said that you could say, well, you know, if you're going to preach that you should drown out the noise, then you should drown out the noise yourself and, and uh, not talk about it. That'd be it. But um, to me, the people you know, who didn't like that, he said, you know, shut all the haters up, the hell up. Where if you could he see, if you go back and just look at Holt Naylor's Holt Ayler's 12, you go to his Twitter page, not his page, but just search, you know, his name. You know, back in the day when we would uh, a Pirates would lose a game, you know, and uh, you're gonna laugh at this one, Kyle. We, you know, you meet at the water cooler, you talk about how Paul Troth sucked, and then you just say, "Man, he was awful." God, Paul couldn't throw a ball in the ocean. He's he's yeah. three feet in, you know. He's way he's out in the ocean. You know, he couldn't throw it in the ocean. So, but we wouldn't you wouldn't call him on the phone because there was no Twitter. You wouldn't pick up the phone and call him, and say, hey, "Paul, you suck," and then hang up on him because that's essentially what these people are doing. And when you tweet at Holton. And you rip him. I read some of that yeah. stuff, and I was like, "Come on, man, really? That, that's that's crossing the line." You were tweeting at the kid, so you know he's going to read it. These, these kids have grown up on Twitter, yeah. you know, and, and and he's a great kid. And anybody who thinks that he's here only because his dad's here, his dad gets tickets for to, to doing that. He's not on the payroll over there. He gets tickets. yeah. That that doesn't make any sense. It's to just me. stupid. It so if someone if someone makes that argument right out of the gate, anything you say next, you're an idiot because you don't know what you're talking about. And yeah, make a statement like that, know what you're talking about. Yeah, Houston, Houston starting, Houston starting Holton because the F and PA announcer is uh, is his dad. I it's mean, stupid. It doesn't it's make stupid. any sense at all. I it's just with Morgan illogical. I was like, Morgan, what 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 clandestine operation you got going on? I don't know about because my goodness, man, you don't have any cloud over there. I know I'm in the meetings, you know. But um, you know, but you know, Morgan has a great job of watching his kid play. He puts the um, what is it? The uh, what do you guys call it? The choke mic or cough mic or whatever it is? The dump mic. Yeah. He hits that and yells a lot, but then he moves back. You know, he's very professional. He does a great job. And and um, you know, to wrap my point up about Holton, you know, you know these these you know these these uh, keyboard cowboys out there that like to just sling stuff around and I understand this is a kid on the other end who's a very good kid. And um, I mean, I'd, I'd take a bus for Holton. I've known him since he was younger, but obviously, and I, I, I still speak with him a lot. And I am a huge Holton fan. Is he playing? Has he played great every game? No, but he's played great at times where you know he's got it in him. And if the system's working, if his receivers are making plays, this guy is capable of putting up really big numbers and winning football games. Anybody who says he can't do those things hasn't paid attention to the games we have won. Yeah, here's the thing if you want to be critical of his performance and analyze it on a message board, Right. And it, there, there, there's a difference. Hey, he put up 77 yards or whatever it was against South Carolina. South Carolina yeah. Didn't play a good game. Hey, let's give Mar- Mason Garcia a chance. That's a big difference between that and tweeting at him and saying, Holt Nailers, you suck. Holton. Yeah, it was worse play. than that. Some of the yeah. stuff I read was worse than that. Yeah, terrible. well, whatever it was. Hopefully it was students. If it was grown men doing that, uh, then, you know, you, you probably need to check yourself in all kinds of ways. But, Agreed. Uh, you know, hopefully it was other students. I mean, nobody should be doing it, but you can understand someone, his peers doing it versus someone my age or your age. Yeah, and not one of them would do it to his face. And that I've always, you exactly. know, I mean, you know, it, you can, I've always said dog professionals um, and, and your Twitter and all that stuff, they're, they've earned millions of dollars. You know, they're paid to hear it, you know, or they're, or to drown it out, and they should be drowning it out. But a, a college kid, come on, man. 
You know, he chose to stay here. And did we did we did we say, oh, my gosh, you are the savior. He, he didn't walk out there and say, I'm the savior. He just wants to play football and play well and 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 um, and, and leave his legacy here. And I think he's doing it to an extent. I hope he, he I hope he exceeds what he's done already. I, I think I think Holton's biggest problem during the game is between his ears. And I think that's why the fourth quarter, when when things sped up, he didn't have time to think. Yes. He, he, he Great executed. Point. And yeah. I, I wish. We would do more of that. I heard Houston was asked about the press conference today, and he said, well, sometimes we can go fast, sometimes we're not. You know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes and, uh, it works, sometimes I, it doesn't. I, I, I did like one of his – one thing that Houston said today, he said, uh, he said the passing game helped open up run lanes for the running backs. So I said, well, yeah, Coach, how about that? <laughs> hey, who, was our, who was our last 1,000-yard rusher? Ah, my, one of my favorite players of all Dintavious time, uh, Cooper. Jay Cooper. Dintavious Cooper. Jay Cooper. Under under what? Under what? A pass well, happy uh, yep. radiator off the rate the well, air raid off. Air raid, yep. And that's the thing we've talked about that several times on this show. Um, you know, not only Ventavius Cooper, but then Breon, yeah, Breon yeah. Allen, and you know, yeah. Chris, Chris Harrison, Harrison, and, the, and those Anthony Scott had about yes. three or four hundred yards yeah. that year. Yeah. Those guys combined to rush for more than fifteen hundred right. yards. Yeah. I still yeah. like looking at highlights of Breon just shredding Carolina. That was that was a great oh. game for a lot of guys, but he he had a he had a field day out there. Yeah, I uh, Cooper, you mentioned Montavious. We need to get him on the podcast, guys. One of my a, one of my great. favorite pirates in recent yeah. memory. Yeah, I hope he, I wish he'd come back. I haven't seen him since he left, but he's he's a great kid. You know, after he had that one incident that he had, he sent um, letters to people in the athletic department he worked with apologizing, oh, saying yeah, that he would I never remember do it again. that. And knowing yeah. what that incident was, give me yeah. a break. Yeah, it was that answer was stupid. I mean, come on, it's. Uh, I mean, it was just so dumb. Uh, I, I, well, I won't say anything. You only need to. I got you. <laughs> hey, Midor, we're doing a series called "A Peach of a Season: The Peach Bowl." I know you were a student here. I was there. Uh, yeah, ninety-one. I was there too. So I want to get your thoughts. Well, we have a few minutes before we dive into something else, but get your thoughts on the Peach Bowl being the third. I can't believe thirtieth anniversary, my friend. I know. I'll take the we we did it right with the 25th anniversary. If you guys remember, we had all the, a lot of the guys came back, and and um of course when you bring back Luke Fisher and you have Jeff Blake throw a pass to him, and then we beat NC State that 25 years later after yeah. you know that's the way we beat them before. I thought I thought wow that was incredible and they're great. And then of course Coach Lewis was back. We couldn't top that this year with what we did in 25th year. But 30 years later. Um, you know, I, I, I bring this up when I talk to people when they talk about, you know, I like, why do I go to a game when I can sit at home and watch it on my gigantic TV? And I say, because you'll never feel what I felt that day in, in uh, January 1 of 1992 and the 91 season um, when we beat them. And that field, I was in the end zone where NC State was coming at us. And right when he kicked it, I saw the ball. It was to my left, but it was a wide right kick. And he kicked it. There's no way the ball is going to come back and go in. We all started celebrating. And my little sister, she fell over the – the um the seat into the crowd in front of her. Of course, they were NC State fans. They were mad. But it didn't matter. We it was an absolute blast. Ran down on the field, got a chunk of the um, field, and I've actually got an East Carolina room upstairs that has tons of, of Peach Bowl memorabilia because I'm one of those psycho nuts about that game. And I know teams win Peach Bowls now, Chick Fil A, whatever they're calling it, all the time. But to us, that was a special thing. And and um it, it beating State and 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 the way we came back 17 down, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. And um. And I, you know, I, I talk about it all the time. I mean, it's, it's one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in a live sporting event without question. The feeling, the emotion, the crowd, it was incredible. 
How long were, uh, uh, were you sitting in the end zone that day? Because I was right. If you look at the upper, like right at the top of the goalpost, where it starts to get a little bit dark, where there's some fans under the under underhang, I was just in front of that. Yeah, and I've looked at the old video trying to see where I was. But like everybody else, I had a purple shirt with a or purple sweater with East Carolina across it. Those old you know, ones we had in college, and um, now nah, and. I would love to have seen a shot of my sister falling down. <laughs> the video was so bad back then, you just couldn't see it. But uh, that's where I was sitting. And the reason I ask is because my family and I, we were only probably five to ten rows up. And we were, yeah, um, way down a, a, as you were describing uh, you know, your vantage point, uh, we were to the to the right of the goalpost as well. Um, you know, when he, when Hartman missed it wide right, uh, it was tire left. So uh, that's why I was yeah. curious. Oh, in yeah. Fact, Midor, in fact, Midor, Bubba caught your sister. <laughs> I already married her. Congratulations like, on that. Exactly. I haven't spoken to eleven. You were like eleven, Bubba. Right? Yeah, that was a good catch. <laughs> She's tiny though. It wasn't hard. Now thirty was, years is crazy, man. Yeah, I was uh, at the uh, following. I was at the opposite end, and I'll never forget that because I still to this day can't believe Sheridan went for it. I still can't believe he went for a tie. Tie, yeah. Like, that just, was the lamest thing ever. Right? Yeah. yeah, and then that he missed it. It was like ah, <laughs> doubled. Like we did, we doubled down on the win. Now that we win, we stopped you from getting your precious tie. <laughs> Brian, did the uh, did the game be thrown out? You know, come seventeen point comeback in the fourth quarter against NC State. Did the game the other night remind you of that? Well, not so. I, I didn't really pick up on it because I got I got to tell you there was the atmosphere wasn't like that because you know when we scored and we scored again in the Peach Bowl it had a different atmosphere to it and um, we weren't coming off two bad right. performances and one horrible performance but um, you know when we got close I was thinking oh man when they missed that field goal I looked at Bailey and I, Brian Bailey and I said man we got a chance here holy cow you know forget the spread which I you know I had, we do all these picks each week and I said man I think I think East Carolina's going to cover. But I think it's gonna be a hard. It's gonna be a hard win. It's just it's gonna be a tough, tough road win. And uh, to go in there, and I, then I, afterwards, um, Tom McClellan and Malcolm told us that um, it was almost the same exact number of minutes and seconds that the Peach Bowl were that we came back seven and whatever it was. It was it was really it was also wow. I didn't I didn't realize that. But I guess because it wasn't just this eruption of fans, I didn't think of it like that. I thought you know what I felt good and I felt great for not only Coach Houston but I felt relieved for Holton. He needed that, and I thought it was – when he was marching down the field, and when he caught the touchdown, um, oh, man, we – Brian Bailey, we were barely hanging on. It was it was fun because we, we, we want to see that kid succeed, you know. We don't want to make him succeed. We want to see him succeed. Yeah, the onside kick to me is when – Oh, fantastic. Uh, wow. That, that's when I was like, you know, After, all right, we're going to do this. Yeah. And, you know, Bailey and me were debating, what do you do here? And I said, man, what do we do here? I mean, I could see them – I know, timeout – First down, and then we've got only two timeouts left, and then you're you're really facing yeah. against the clock. So I told Bailey, he said we, he thought we should kick because we had nah, to not, not the way, not not, not <laughs> the way. Uh, they would have run the ball. Nah, they would ended up. They, they'd have gotten six hundred some yards anyway, and and you saw. I mean, they, that kid was running the ball. He's better than I thought he was, and not. Nah, yeah, I totally agree with you. And what a gutsy way to pull it off, too, man. It was fun. Yeah, I felt like it was a no-brainer to uh, go with the onsides yeah. there, and with yeah. the way the game was going. I mean, I mean just. I mean. Last team with the ball was probably going to win unless right. you make a big play. Right. And, you know, um, we lost, what was it, the Cincinnati game years ago? Was it the whiteout game where Lincoln yes. scored too quickly? And we're all like, no! Where, where people were rip, ripping yes. rough for scoring yeah. too fast. It was, fast. You, it, was, it was UCF. Oh, it was UCF? Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah I just remember uh, being at the uh, end and, you know, yeah. What, it's a what no, it's, what game are you talking about? At, at Cincinnati. Yeah, I thought it was at. Oh, at Cincy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, we the, were. The whiteout game. When the you said ripping rough, immediately I went to the UCF game. No, that was the Hail Mary. 
that was the uh, failure to uh, take a knee properly or just throw the ball through the end zone. And he took the sack. And <laughs> or just hand the damn ball off. You know what, man? I hand the ball. 100% agree. Or punt it over to the Murphy Center, but you don't take a sack. Well, we should have never went backwards. So if we would have handed never. it off four straight times to Chris yeah. Harrison, we'd have never been going backwards. You're right. Good, good luck throwing a Hail Mary from the 10-yard line. That's right. Hey, even though it was <laughs> obviously a different situation, you know, when – when Holton did that the other night with six seconds left, I couldn't help but think of that UCF play just because of what we were just saying that Shane Carden, uh, you know, we should have launched it and uh, thrown it as high and far yeah. as we could. Okay, I had a front row ticket for that huddle. I, I was shooting it, and I got up right on top of um, Mike, and he was talking to Holton. He's talking to all the guys, but then he looks at Holton, he grabs him by his, by his chest, and he said, under no circumstances do you um, take off running. You throw the ball as high and as far as you can out of bounds. And you take a few steps back, and if you sense any pressure at all, throw it this side. It's a more comfortable throw. And I heard him talking to him, and Holton was like, I got this. That was it. And he walked over there, and I didn't even shoot Holton. I was behind Mike, the shot, the shot that he was in the coach's show, where Mike just pumps his fist in the air and, and runs out to shake hands. And um, I was right behind him. He just looks up and sees it. He's that's it. Because six seconds, you know, that ball's not coming down. And if it does, so what? It's second down, do it again, you know? I mean, worst case, you run out of the back of the end zone, you're still going to win the game. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was so. crazy. And you know what? I, I was we were talking about afterwards. I went back and I read the game notes. I was like, man, I'm reading all these game notes. And one of the biggest plays in that game wasn't mentioned in our notes. And nobody was talking about it because of all the great, incredible things that happened and the big the, plays. The strip at the goal line. Bivens, man. What? I mean, that yeah. was incredible. He came from all the way back, runs up, just punches it. I mean, he just. Fist punches it, knocks it out. That saves a touchdown. I mean, think you, about you, you know yeah. what? I, I got I got an interesting I got an interesting it? note for you. Tegan Wilk, right? Tegan Wilk. What's that? I'm just gonna hear you. The, the, Bob, the play at the goal line. I, yeah. I, I thought it was I thought Tegan Wilk. I thought I thought Bivens forced the fumble. Was he the one that recovered it? I don't know. I thought I I could be wrong. I thought it was Tegan Wilk, but uh, Okay, I, I thought it was Bivens when I watched that. Yeah, yeah, but it's hard to tell when you're down there. Either, so. either way, unbelievable yeah. play. And as soon as that play happened, I I was watching the game with my dad, and I said, "I said we re win the ball game. Remember that. Remember that play, because you know, even though they score, we, they they did score again after that. But you imagine going into the fourth quarter down twenty four as opposed to seventeen. I mean, you know, that's, yeah, we'd have probably came up one one score short. Yeah, but I, I got a, I got an interesting memory for y'all. I don't know if y'all remember this. The last time we won at Marshall, in um, I believe the last time when there was a five. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um. We we had a very similar play where Marshall was getting ready to score. We stripped it with them going yeah. in the end zone. Big boy Linville went the other way. Yeah, right? he ran it all the way back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 And that was the last time I believe we won at Marshall until uh, yeah. uh, until Saturday night. Well, the last time we played there was what 2013. I don't. That's Correct. a bad memory. So it's been so long that since we won there that yeah, it would have to be. It was a five. And yeah. speaking of. Well, we had that one in 05, but then we won in 2009. Um, it was a Oh, ugly that's game. right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, we did win in 09. Uh, but that 2005 there. game, Kyle, um, you remember Guy Wimper. You oh, had yeah. A, I think there was, yeah, yeah. He ran somebody. That, yeah, he, yeah, I'm telling you, he got to the NFL. Saying, he said, he yep. said, who in the H-E-double-L is yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> that guy got to the NFL. Line, ran down the corner. Yeah, that was that, I'm telling you, that's why he got in the NFL, man. <laughs> it was incredible because all the highlight, all the stuff they asked for, they wanted to see that play. I remember that, yeah. That Well, that the very fact that um, what it shows me, I, I want to ask you, Meteor, uh, going back to the onside kick real quick. When I saw, when, um, saw, when I was listening to Jeff Charles, I was driving home. And I hear Jeff Charles uh, do that play. You know who I thought about first off was Steve Logan. I said, 
that is Logan-esque. That is Logan-esque. You go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Every time. Like, he did the onside kick at work. I said that remind. I had like flashbacks of the 1990s all over again yeah. for that play. I mean, that was. Well, Logan used to do onside kicks just out of the blue. Sure. Uh, early in his career. Yeah. He, he didn't yeah. do it as much later, but You're early right. in his career, uh, just random onside. The last, in fact, I do remember, I'm having all kinds of flashbacks. The last time I remember doing a just. Why the hell did we onside kick it there? But at least we recovered it. Uh, Gallerifurniture.com bowl. Uh, we we scored on uh, we scored on Texas Tech first drive. Uh, then we onside kicked it on the kickoff, recovered it, and scored again. Was it Ryan Doherty the kicker back then? Ah, uh, yeah, I believe on so. Kickoffs, we, yeah. punts, and right. kickoffs. I believe is what we right. did. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right because I, I thought I remember I that being. Doherty a was a Doherty was a freshman in 2002. Uh, I'm trying okay. to remember in in 2000, it, Kevin Miller. No, Kevin Miller, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I just remember I remember they always I remember them using Ryan. Yeah, I think he had two career touchdowns. Cause remember he was the whole yeah, so dumbest you, rule and UVA. Yeah, yeah UVA. UVA. And, and here's a here's a here's a I know we're getting off track here, but here's a rule <laughs> in college football where you could be on your knee with the ball in your hands, you get up and run with it. You know, it's it's just a dumb rule that uh, they need to get just be tackled, man. It's football yeah. at, at that level. That touchdown for um for Doherty against UVA, it was down there yeah. in the Murphy Center end zone. That's right. That's it was right. one of those. You know, you have aiding the runner, but it, it didn't get called, and, it, and yeah. all of a sudden Ryan just busts through. Yeah, yeah, he did. But, um, I, sent, I actually sent him that video a few years back. So he's a great guy. No. One question I had for you, I know I'm going to put you on the spot, Midor, is sure. uh, is about uh, how, how you're a part of the program. When can we get an indoor practice facility? For now. Indoor- <laughs> Uh, honestly, we should have one now. We, 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 we should have one now. What are you talking about? We shouldn't oh. have that gigantic thing in, in the on the in the south, you know, side there. We shouldn't. We should have pared that down. We needed the press box, no doubt about that. But we, you know, I know this is looking in the rear view as far as looking forward. But we would have that facility. But and that's something that you know, John and Ryan, you know, they, it wasn't on their watch that that happened. And I got a feeling, knowing how they view things, it, it never would have happened like that. You know, you could look at it as a big, beautiful monstrosity but it's it's it, it makes sense um financially yeah time. we could we could have built a press box for a lot less money i know uh, uh you know doubt about that i know yeah, arkansas, arkansas yeah. State built one a couple years ago for a fraction of the cost well i mean you know in the, in the you know the numbers are out there what it was projected to get and what it actually got it's it's you know public record i'm not saying anything that's that's you know you couldn't find out yourself but yeah. i'm also i mean i work there but i also you know those guys are gone and and i don't think it's anything they ever would have done but that's what we have so we have to be make the best of it, and we got to do our best to fill it. And you know, I'm really liking the early um, projections for you know our fan base on Saturday against Charleston Southern, which I was worried. You know, if we had lost that Marshall game, we you know that'd have been a tough fill, and we got to get the students in yeah. the stands, obviously, and that's the big one. We got to get the students in there. We got to get them excited. And uh, moving forward, yeah, uh, we should have one, and that's that's the next push. I hope. You know, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm not invited to those meetings for a reason. One thing I was glad this administration shot down uh, is was the uh, field level club. Yeah, gosh, yes, yes. I saw the <laughs> renderings of that thing. It was like, no, stop. No, we're not doing that. And then yeah, like, boondoggle was a word that came to my the friend of mine said. I was like, yeah, that's about right. This whole thing is a big boondoggle. But um, the, the end zone there, no, that's not what we do. We're not, you know, that's, no. That was horrible. I'm glad they cut it. Hey, Bidor, I got, I, got I got a question for you about the uh, about the uh, town bank tower, which you think. That Dave, uh, Dave had a good idea. Uh, one will hit him every now and then. I, uh, he, uh, he, suggest, he suggested that, uh, we put a, a sports bar and restaurant in Town Bank Tower, you know, th- this open, you know, year round that where pirate fans could 
go watch away games there. And, you know, I, I actually think it's a great idea. I think you that's a lot of money. He uh, he stole that idea from Brian Bailey and me because we thought about doing that years ago. We were gonna get him, me, and, and uh, Billy Weaver. We were like, "Hey, we'll just convince him. We'll come up with the money. We'll we'll front it somehow." I think it's we'll a great call, idea. We'll call it the Killer Bees or something like that. I don't know, but we'll we'll put something in. Yeah. Obviously, have the pirate theme, but it was Billy, you know, Bailey and Needor. You know, I thought we'd be something. We could do something fun, but none of us know anything about <laughs> restauranting or bars. So it was really other than you know being a patron. What about professional at that? Well, Billy What's had that? his run of the uh, the food truck, the breakfast thing. Yeah, he did, man. He's over at uh, his uh, dealership now, Brownwood. So sold his first truck the other day. So good for him. You know, he's he's excited about a new chapter, but he's still doing stuff on radio, and we'll still see him around. So, um, yeah, but I don't know, man. Um, I think it's uh, – I see all these minor league parks, and they're wildly successful, and they're still open, especially in the parks that are in downtown areas. And you know, why not, man, you know? Oh, you, I mean, you, you think about it. You think about, uh, you know, obviously during football season there's yeah. away games, but baseball season. Uh, and you, know, you know, even during the summer when nothing's going on, there are times where, you you know, you know, you, you can go to the mountains, the beach, vacation so much, and then about late July I get itchy, ready for football and, yeah. Hell, I'd just go, just just go to get some wings and drink a beer and sit out and look at the stadium. Hey, how about yeah? How about the fact when the first time we have a super regional there for baseball afterwards, you can walk. Oh over man, are you kidding me? Or winning Be- the super. Oh, I'd say I'd say before. You know, I mean, we, let's do it before. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never had that discussion in front of um, you know, people who actually make decisions. But I promise you, next time I'm sitting in front of somebody, and it'll be this week, I will ask. You guys ever thought about it? I mean, really yeah. think about it because that's the way we can generate money for the indoor right. practice facility. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, think about this. What if what if you let it charge rent? Let somebody come in. You split let somebody it, else do it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Percentage. You know. You know what? I, I I like that idea, but I'm telling you, I, I think the university could run it themselves. I, I I don't think it'd be much of a gamble. I I cannot see it not being successful. I see, the only thing I would think about is all the insurance that comes into play, liability, and all those things. I would worry. I would wonder how much are you really making? How much you just you know you're going to get something off rent? I don't know. I don't. You know, this is way above my pay grade, but I can tell you this: I would be a frequent patron of that joint. Yeah, no doubt. Because I could walk from work. <laughs> hey, we got some comments, Bubba. Do you want to put up here for uh, Midor? I know you've got to run in a few minutes, dude. So, our good friend Pirate. By the way, I gave a shout out for um, the first comment. Uh, Pirate Al needs to be the mayor of Pirate, uh, Pirate Nation. So, but anyway, he says time for a live DJ to get the crowd and students fired up during timeouts. I tried that one time, didn't I? Yeah, I'm we sorry. did. We, uh, well, they had a comment that it still life was, and, and to my knowledge, that was not nixed until the last moment. So, I think that is something that's still planned because. I remember back in the 90s, and I know Pirate Al remember this. We used to have a student on the field, uh, separate from the PA. He had a microphone, and he, there were times when he all he did was walk by. He was dressed up like a pirate, not not to take anything away from Pirate Steve, but um he would he would um you know pipe pump the student section up because the student section was on the other side, the north side, on the left part. Of, at least that's where we were, and we thought it was great because the speakers were pointed our way. It didn't take away from anybody else, and it was really good for the students to have. We have had those uh, discussions before. Um, the last I had heard on the DJ, it was a last minute um, kill, as far as I this is what I know, and I could be wrong on that. That's what I heard. I don't think. Can we get better music that. selections at the game? I mean, my, my. I got nothing to do with that, man, because I've been I've been griping about that for years. I, I just I'm, I'll just sync my iPhone and just, just just you know that started a lot of that started with um Mo. He wanted and had some rough a little bit more Mo. Mo wanted music that his kids would um would uh, start would get into on the field but you know, they all got their ipods on early on when they're out there stretching but then he wanted something the playlist to be more uh, geared towards uh, his student athletes that was i know that's where some of it started anyway as far as that kind of music 
All right, we'll hey, along the lines of the uh, sports bar at the stadium in, in Town Bank Tower, Johnny Gardner chimed in saying um, the Carolina Mudcats had the cattails with theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Mudcats I yeah. got the idea from to be all – uh, Greensboro's so got one. I mean, Winston-Salem. Um, yeah, I've seen them. and they're. I think they're successful. I'd love to – I mean, I think it's a fantastic idea. I also think Pirate Al should be mayor of Greenville, period, not just um, of the Pirate Nation, just so we're on the same page on that one. I'll rent an apartment so I can vote for Pirate Al if that's the case. I would, I would still vote for him. <laughs> Midor, I know you remember this. Uh, Johnny also said we need Pirate Jay to walk the stands again. I remember uh, the gentleman that referred to himself as Pirate Jay uh, out, you know, the Liberty Bowl. And oh, yeah. You, know, you would see him barefooted. It, it was yeah. something, something else. <laughs> I never, I never knew who he was, though. Is he still around? I'm not sure, I, I and I never knew his name until several years later. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, stuff like that happens organically. Sometimes you can't plan for it, but um, right. You know, I, I have no idea. I've asked people like Lee Workman, you know, where'd that student come from? And he said, well, he was part of uh, some fraternity, and that was yeah. it. You know, there was no continuation. But, you know, I, I do think when people ask me about do we, um, you know, do we keep going with like a Pirate Steve type, or do we have a student program like, you know, like, say, um, some of these other teams have, like Tennessee or West Virginia? And I'm like, nah, Pirate, Pirate Steve gets it. He looks like, you know, I, yeah. you know, we have a lot of women in our, in, our, in our audience. I think they like they like Pirate Steve. We have to My wife him. likes Pirate Steve. He's a great guy, too. And I love what, you know, Curtis Steeman over at Port City Films has done with him with the intro videos. It's fantastic. And, and he loves it. And, you know, he, I, I think I, I love that, that whole thing part of it yeah like, you know, I, I, I ever since he's been coming out with the team i'm never quite sure if i should give my wife a dollar to go stick in his pants <laughs> see, or, see. or or if, or if i need to be his tag partner for an indie wrestling show at jay trez high school that's right it's that's one right. or the other hey 60 percent of our fan base or our student body for that matter is, 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 is female so you a lot of that fan base in there and they go there for the atmosphere and he's part of it no uh, doubt uh, we've got a couple minutes left with you. I know you've got to run. Uh, so about the game Saturday, I, I take it you feel good about you don't overlook oh, yeah. Charleston Southern, but we should be, beat Char Charleston well, Southern. Well, I mean, you, you know, Houston's never beaten Char – he's 0-3 against Charleston Southern. Yeah. Obviously, he wasn't, playing, he wasn't coaching <laughs> East Carolina. But, um, no, I, I think – I don't, I think oh, I don't, we shouldn't look past them, but I'm going to. That Tulane game is huge. Um, your your bowl aspirations might lie in that Tulane game, you know, in, in a week and a half. Because Midor, I'm going to tell you like I told somebody the other night. I, I would agree with you, but only only, but we've shown the ability to win on the road. So oh, you, you're right, you're right. So so if we if we UCF? lose, yep. So if we lose to Tulane, here here here's my thinking: we need to win after, after Charleston Southern. Got to beat Charleston right. Southern, right? But Good we need question. to win one of the next three. Whether it's Tulane, Houston, or UCF, if okay. we win one of those next three, we're we should. Winning. Who knows? You say should, would, could. We should be better than South Florida Temple and hold your breath, Navy. Well, um, how, are they, how are they so bad? My goodness, man. Yeah, I that's don't hard. know. That's, Temple's horrible. Hey, Temple, South Florida, Navy. I already you know, put them as wins. So, so yeah, you, that's five. That's if five. We take that's five. Against Charleston Southern. So I'm we telling you, we're one gonna... of our next three. And let me let, have, let me just at you. You beat Tulane, and what do you do against UCF? You used them with a lot of confidence. I'm, tell, I, I'm telling yeah. you, the one, the one I keep staring at because I, I I just don't think I, I don't you, think Dana Holgerson is very motivated, yeah. and he hasn't done a good job at Houston in that stadium's TDECU, mm -hmm. and I just that's the one I keep thinking. It just 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 wait and see what we do. I'm going to write that down right now. Houston. Houston is where we win, and. I think I, I'd say, Midor, I'll leave you with this. I think we're going to 
I think we're going to be at five wins uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, don't do that, Dave. Don't, Dave. No, <laughs> oh, no, no, Here we no. go. <laughs> no. Cincinnati. Oh, man. All right. No, but can't think about that. Think I, about that. I, hope, I mean, I would take no. it, but I don't, want, I don't want to be having to beat a top 10 potentially undefeated team. I, the last no, let's be doing that for win number seven. Let's, let's be doing that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. And a, and a decent feasible. Yeah, we'll put this one comment. We'll let you go. I promise. Uh, Pyredale has one more thing for you. If we can put that up there, he has uh, a prediction seven and six winning All right. the Myrtle Beach Bowl. So, yeah, I said seven and five <laughs> on the year, Pyredale. So, yeah, say, yeah, you know, so is that six and six we win? Oh, or? six and six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah six and yeah. six Myrtle Beach. Seven, seven and five we lose. Right? The, yeah, the okay. Myrtle Beach Bowl. Um, that would be awesome. Is, well, yeah. technically, it doesn't have a tie to the American this year, but I know ESPN has been kind of for the bowls they own. They've been kind of flexible with those conference tie-ins. So, oh, and they also want to see people that butts in the yes. seats, and that's a pirate armada making its way south. Oh, my be God. Incredible. Are you kidding me? Myrtle Beach. Yeah. That's, oh, man. What does that say anymore? 20,000? I mean. Yeah. It would be packed. It, it would be sold out. It wouldn't yeah, even matter who the opponent is. Uh, Brett McMurphy, right. uh, and Meador will let you go. Brett McMurphy, uh, his, his, uh, his bowl predictions this week, he had us in his projections going to the Cure Bowl playing uh, South Alabama. All right. I'll take anything that Let's says bowl. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's yeah, been we'll be long enough, man. We need to be back in the bowl game. Absolutely. We'll be with you in Florida in December, my friend. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right. Anytime. Well, appreciate you, buddy. And, uh, you guys are the best. Brayden. I don't think you got me fired this time, so thank you. Oh, please. <laughs> we'll wait till next time. All right. We'll <laughs> let Pirate, hey, hey, Meteor, we'll let Pirate Radio do that. <laughs> uh, it's already happened once. Good guy. It's not fire, but I got taken off. So there I you know, go. <laughs> All right. How are we doing, buddy? Thanks hey. a lot, guys. Bye. All right. Thank you. Uh, what a great guy, Meteor. I'll tell you what, uh, one of the all time best. I was going to tell him, I knew we were running out of time, but he's a guy that I've known for since 96, 97. Always been that cool to me and everybody in the room. Everybody loves that guy. So, Appreciate him coming on. Speaking of uh, Kyle, do you have an early idea? I know we have the Pirate preview coming up on Thursday. Are you feeling good this week about the Pirates? Well, I mean, if we don't beat Charleston Southern, then, you know, shame on us. Uh, yeah. I, I do think they're well coached. Um, I uh, I like their offense. They kind of run a, a spread air raid type offense. Um, you know, they, they – they they beat the crap out of Citadel week one and then lost to Monmouth, who I know nothing about. According to Coach Houston, Monmouth yeah, is a uh, yeah. good football team at the FCS level. Know nothing about them. Um, I know they get good baseball, um, but yep. I uh, you got to win this one. I mean, if you if you don't, you talk about you, you can you want to do away with all the goodwill and all the momentum we have after that Marshall game. You lose this one, and good God! Oh my God! Yeah, but yeah, I, I feel I feel good. I, you you kind of need to you a win is a win, you know. But you, you, it would be nice to win it impressively, get, get some uh, have a chance to get Mason Garcia in and yeah, and and, and, and you know work on some things. But um, I'll, I'll take a, a W anyway it'll come. But uh, it'd be nice to win it going away. That you beat me to it. I was getting ready to ask you and Bubba if we would. Uh, I feel like we'll see uh, Mason Garcia, and I was going to ask you that question uh, here in this part of the show. Uh, one of the questions I have, where we'll save some of our pirate preview, obviously for Thursday. But Bubba, I know coming up, um, we'll have on Thursday. I know we have uh, their coach, right, Audrey Dennison, right? 
Yeah, we'll actually be talking to Coach Denson here in just a few minutes. So, but we'll have that for you on Thursday during the nine o'clock hour on our Pirate Preview. When we caught up with Coach Denson, I guess it was what late July, guys, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, right, right before camp was getting fired up, and then uh, we'll we'll put that back out on our social media as well. But uh, we'll have a more current interview with Coach Denson uh, that we're recording tonight for Thursday at nine. Yeah, great, uh, great guy. Uh, he uh, really likable. I mean, that's just you know. I hope we, I hope we beat the snot out of him. But he was a very likable guy. I remember great from that guy. previous interview. What a, what a career he had at Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame's all-time leading rusher, something like forty-three or forty-four hundred yards, and uh, that's obviously uh, very impressive when you think about some of the running backs that have played at Notre Dame down through the years. He played for Lou. He played, I want to say it was maybe two years for Lou Holtz and, and a couple Bob for, for Bob Davey. Yeah. yeah, it was the end of, yeah. Yeah, the end of Holtz. Um, I wanted to ask both you guys what, what you're hearing the latest on one of my favorite topics, conference realignment. I know, uh, Kyle, you had an interesting text yesterday, right? A tweet. That yeah, as yesterday I had, I had heard, uh, you know, that there was rumors that uh, it appears Boise State and San Diego State have kind of said they weren't interested. We apparently Rasco approached four American, or excuse me, Mountain West Conference teams, but Colorado State and Air Force uh, evidently do have some interest. So uh, the rumor as of yesterday was Colorado State, Air Force, UTSA, and UAB. Um, I, you know, I, I went over to Colorado State message board uh, where their board set up. You got to pay to get access to uh, the good stuff. <laughs> so I really couldn't find out anything. Uh, we need to get somebody on from Colorado State and see what they're hearing. My gut tells me it won't happen. Um, I, I think uh, – I just don't know how much Colorado State and Air Force have to gain. I know Air Force has not been very happy uh, yeah. with the Mountain West. Um, so, yeah, I guess it could just – I guess Air Force could come without Colorado State, but it would make sense if they both came. That division actually makes some sense. Colorado State, Air Force, UTSA, uh, SMU, Tulsa – you, you know, you, you can you can make some sense. You, you can make some no Navy. Uh, you would put Navy over there. Navy with, there, uh, so with, with together Air Force, yeah. So um, it, that that makes some sense because Colorado is. I don't know. People look on a map; they don't realize how close it is to Texas yep. until you look at a map. So um, Texas is just that big. <laughs> well, yeah, and you also the climate. You think, oh, well, Colorado's not near Texas, but it's, you know, it's, it is. Yep. So I. Uh, I, you know, if that, I, I'm okay with that because I think it's good to be associated with schools like Colorado State and Air Force. If that doesn't happen, I hope the league doesn't go after markets. I hope it doesn't become UTSA, UAB, Charlotte, Georgia State, just because they get the biggest markets they can. I think they need to look at what the Sun Belt did and what Conference USA mm -hmm. did. The Sun Belt took quality football programs, they elevated their conference. Conference USA took markets and they're on Facebook. So, um, I, if you can't get those schools, I would really stop Paul's Marshall and, and take, yeah, I would look at a Marshall. State. I would look at Appalachian state. I, you know, there's some other schools out there that, that need to be looked at, uh, uh Arkansas state, um, uh, uh, Western Kentucky, Louisiana tech, you know, Louisiana Lafayette. I mean, there, there's a lot of good football programs out there. Um, yeah. as far as UAB, Obviously, Bill Clark has done a just remarkable job there. So from from well, that Southern Miss, don't, don't let me leave those guys out. 
Yeah. From that standpoint, as far as UAB, um, you know, their on-field product is, is very good in recent years uh, under Bill Clark. But, you know, the, the fan bases and that, that an App State or even, you know, Louisiana and uh, Southern Miss, even though they've been down in recent years. What about just Coastal? Their, just their fan bases. Um, just they are so much better uh, and so much bigger. And, you know, their, their atmospheres are pretty good, especially in good times, that um, that's why I would prefer someone like that who has a has a fan base that really gets into it the way Pirate Nation does. UAB building a new stadium is going to open in October, 45,000 yeah. seat, downtown Birmingham. Um, that should help, uh, you know – I've always heard they claim that they draw 20,000 to 25,000 at Legion Field. If that's the case, you know, you never really could tell at Legion Field. If they truly draw 20,000, 25,000 at Legion Field, when you're putting that in a 45,000-seat stadium, that don't look half bad. Um, They they have a great product right now. They won conference USA 2 out the last four years. I I don't really have a problem with UAB. Um, You know, to me, if the Mountain West schools say no, uh, maybe maybe UAB, Marshall, App State, uh, I pick a fourth school. I, I don't know. Um, maybe North Texas. Hell, I don't know. But I, I, I'm still hopeful. I, you know, I'm, I kind of like the idea of Colorado State and Air Force. I think that's, like I said, they're good schools to be. I, Bobby, you know this. I've always kind of had a weird obsession with Colorado State. Yeah. I wanted to schedule them non-conference. <laughs> so, yeah, and we're, yeah we're, of course, Colorado State. Um, that program was, uh, you know, in pretty rough times, if I recall correctly. And then Sonny Lubick took over, yeah. and uh, throughout the nineties, um, you know, they were playing on ESPN uh, very frequently. You, they had a a big running back and last name McDougal. You remember him, Kevin? I think it's Kevin McDougal. Kevin McDougal, yeah, I do. Kevin, and I Kevin remember. McDougal was a, was a stud. Then I remember their quarterback, uh, uh, surfer dude with kind of blonde hair, Van Bradley Van Zan, or yes, and um, and then uh, you know Coach Lubick, he had been on the the staff at Miami, yeah. So he he had he had been a part of a lot of success, and then he took that out to Fort Collins. Yeah, and they've been up and down ever since he retired, and uh, currently, uh, Steve Adagio is out there, and. Um, Ah, it doesn't seem like a good fit to me. I uh, thought it was a weird hire when they made it, but uh, be interesting to see if that happens. If them and Air Force join the conference, um, you know, I asked Coach Houston, uh, or my, my question was kind of reworded on the uh, coaching show the other night. Uh, you know, I asked him, I said, "Would you prefer to be in a conference with the likes of Colorado State Air Force, or would you prefer to be in something more regional with, say, Appalachian State and Marshall?" And the question was reworded as, "Would he prefer?" being in a conference with teams multiple times on a way or something more regional. And he said something more regional, but TV dictates everything and TV dollars. And he don't think anybody's going to ask him what he thinks. Um, you know, the Sun Belt is talking about, uh, and there's some conference USA schools talking about leaving the EC USA to go to the Sun Belt, Marshall, Southern Miss, um, you're here in uh, Old Dominion. And then uh, I've heard James Madison. Now I'm here and said James Madison, maybe La Tech. So it could end up being Southern Miss, La Tech, Marshall, and um, Old Dominion going to the uh, the Sun Belt to kind of form regional divisions there. So, yeah. you know, would that be something East Carolina would be more interested in playing in 
than, than a spread out conference. Um, the only thing with doing something like that to, to leave, to make a lateral move, if we do want a regional conference, is a $10 million exit fee. So I don't yeah. see us leaving the American yeah. unless it's to go to a Power 5 league. And is it possible, guys, that with the three schools we lost for in the American, is it still possible? I still believe, and I still, maybe I'm crazy for this, wishful thinking, Dave, the king of wishful thinking, but I believe there's a chance a Big 12 can still implode. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it can still happen. Um, it, it so may not happen. Be, it may not happen for another three or four years. Yeah, I'm not know. talking about right now. I'm talking about like 2025. Yeah, we got to worry about right now. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely possible, and it's definitely possible that the Big 12 doesn't implode and they lose a couple more schools and a couple more schools from the American or Mountain West go to the uh, Big 12. What we need to start doing is start winning, and, and maybe yeah. you know that started this past weekend and. Then by 2025, maybe we'll be in position if the Big 12 loses some schools. But no, in the in the meantime, um, we're in the American and uh, need to uh, kind of keep an eye on what the American is doing and who, who's going to be our conference mates. Um, I'll tell you, like I said before, I don't know about y'all, but what does not interest me is the market thing. I, I am not interested in Charlotte and Atlanta. No. It, it just it, no appeal there. Well, here's the thing. We talk about rivalries all the time and people say that's state and obvious. But when you have a situation like Southern Miss, when you have um, a situation like Marshall, you know, we have teams that you're playing all the time. And even I know they're in the Big 12, but God forbid for them. But if uh, they, if the Big 12 implodes and you have a West Virginia, can you imagine West Virginia, Marshall, App State? There's a lot of uh, teams in there. Southern Miss you and even UAB. We played for many years in in Conference USA, there's a lot of schools out there that we have, at least we played against them, but there's a lot of regional rivalries that we have. I mean, some people hate on Charlotte. I get it because of market and they, what was it, 23? Well, it's just, it's not market with Charlotte so much, Dave, is that's the only reason they're in Conference USA. Look, they formed a football program and immediately got in Conference USA, which we had to even fight for that. Thank so, you, Louisville. <laughs> not really. Yeah, no good. But I mean, they it's to vote against us and keep us out and all that mess they did back. Yeah, I, I just, I really don't, I don't care about being in the same league with Charlotte. Um, if, if we're gonna, if we're gonna be in the hey. same league with someone else in the state, I'd rather it be out of state. Matt Tamenza chiming in on Facebook. Uh, Matt says uh, he likes that idea and that you have Kyle as far as Colorado State, but the UAB does not excite him. Well, you know, Matt, I get that because UAB, you know, did we did, back was, in the day, yeah, did, was Matt? Did we play UAB when Matt was here? I'm trying to remember. Uh, late, uh, we started playing them what in the late '90s. Yeah, so I, I know we've played him his senior year in '98 because 98, uh, yeah. they, they came to they came to Dowdy, Dowdy Fick, and they came to Dowdy Ficklin. That was right there, not long after they had uh, really gotten their program up and running at the Division One A level. Yeah, they, they, joined, the they joined the league Washington, in '99. Washington Brown, and then heaven forbid uh, that uh, uh, me bring that bring that '99 oh. game up when uh, the Pirates went to went to Birmingham and what five and one or something at the time, five or six and one. And in November um, of '99, yeah, I think we we're maybe even winning at halftime, and we just had a ah, yeah, we, 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 we crapped, crapped the bed in the second half. Let, let me let me tell you about that game. Uh, not only were we winning at halftime, we went by multiple scores at halftime. We had knocked their quarterback out, and then their quarterback comes back like friggin' Bobby Boucher in the Bourbon Bowl, and uh, comes out in the third quarter from the hospital, 
where he'd send him to the effing hospital on an ambulance. He comes back. I, I just picture him walking into the, the locker room going, you remember, that, yeah. you, you remember when Bobby Boucher came back and we won the Bub and Bow? And uh, they came out in the second half and he played like uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, that game can kiss my ass. I busted my knuckles on a sycamore. It was, it was something dad. like it was like 36-17 or something. Yeah, we what, were like what, we were up 17-7 yeah. at halftime. Yeah. Uh, I busted my knuckles on a sycamore tree in my dad's yard after that game. <laughs> we had a chance. We had a chance to have double-digit wins for Logan that year, and instead we ended up with nine. Right, Bubba? Yeah, nine. Yeah, we would have had um, ten if we had that game. But well, we'd have yeah, ten if we'd have won the bowl game, also. But well, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> or eleven, right? That was that was my introduction to Ladanian Thompson. Oh boy, Ooh, I found God. out about him. I found out about him a little bit before that, uh, Bubba. He, uh, well, he I, I think I. I say my introduction. I think I was aware of him, but just as far as how exactly how good he was. <laughs> well, I became aware of him when he, earlier that year when he set the single game rushing record at the time against UTEP, and uh, I, that's when I took notice of him. And uh, then we played him in the bowl game. I was like, oh, they got that running back. I was like, oh, this is going to be tougher than people think. And yeah, that, who knew, that, who knew it? that was the beginning of what TCU would become. Yep. Speaking of a yeah. great school up and coming, hey guys, uh, we got to run, but I know uh, Thursday we got a big show, right, Bubba? Yeah, we'll have our pirate preview for the Charleston Southern game. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we'll have Alter Denson, the head coach of the Bucks and Notre Dame great, and we'll talk to Coach Denson once again. And then uh, we'll also, uh, and again, that's during the nine o'clock hour. And while we're at it, we'll go ahead and promote Saturday's pirate football playback, six o'clock kickoff against the Bucks at Dowdy Ficklin. So, obviously, that would be you know, somewhere in the 10 o'clock hour, probably around 10.30, we'll have our Pirate football playback uh, where um, it'll be the three of us, potentially, you know, A.T., Alan Thomas, and uh, we'll see, you know, maybe some former players will chime in. Uh, you never know who may join. Sounds like great. I want to thank uh, Brian Medor. Appreciate you. Uh, Midor, very much for coming on tonight, guys. As always, Bubba, Kyle, thank you so much. And I appreciate all uh, Pirate Nation tuning in tonight. If you're watching or listening, you've been watching and listening to the Sports Objective. Good night, everybody, and go Pirates. Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Udon Cheek, assistant track and field coach at East Carolina University. You are plugged into the Sports Objective Podcast. If you are a fan, you are plugged into the right place. And if you're really a fan, you will share that link. My heart is purple and gold. I'm a pirate down to my soul. And I don't back down, not at all. Find out when the cannons explode. Boom!